Ready to elevate your credit understanding and score? With insider tips and a plan, you can take action to improving your score, which can save thousands in unnecessary finance charges. Let's tackle today's topic with your coach, Credit Christy. Hey friends, it's Christy, your credit coach. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. I have been asked to speak again about student loans, how they are reported, and a little more information because let's face it, there are millions and millions of people walking around with a lot of student loan debt and we're not really clear on how it affects our credit. So let's dive in. There are essentially two types of student loans. There's the federally backed loans and then there's private loans. Private loans are typically sought after if if you go to one of those accelerated schools or a private college or university as opposed to a community college or state college, private loans are for trade schools and often for higher education beyond your undergrad degree. And at the time of this recording, there's approximately $1.4 trillion in outstanding debt. So about 80% of all outstanding student loans are federally backed and about 20% are privately owned. A student loan is an installment loan, which means it's closed-ended. It has a certain repayment time and eventually an agreement payment. And you should know what that interest rate is at the time that you apply for and get approved for a student loan. So installment loans are paid back with interest and it does go into the debt to credit utilization factor. As soon as you take out that loan, it shows up on your credit report. And while you're in college, it's in a state of deferment. And while you're attending school, it is in a state of deferment up until six months post-graduation. And by that time, you should have been in communication with your student loan servicer that should provide a way to start your payments. Now, at the time of this recording, we are amidst the COVID administrative forbearance that is scheduled to go through until September 30th, 2021. Not sure if the current administration is going to extend that or not, but that is the date as of this recording. So anyone with a federally backed student loan is in a state of forbearance, which means there is not a payment that is due from you at this time. And as part of that administrative forbearance, your loans are not accruing interest. We're typically speaking, a forbearance is a result of a financial hardship and it does accrue interest over time, but in this case, it does not. So every time you apply for a new loan, it's a separate loan for each semester. So although you may pay one payment every single month, as far as how it reflects on your credit report. It's an individual loan for every single semester. I've seen people walk around with 15, 20, 25 different student loans being reported on their credit report. That part is not unusual. So as you are borrowing and every time that you continue to defer those student loans while you're in school, it is accruing interest. And so how that reflects on your credit report is you started off with this initial credit balance. Let's say you borrowed $5,000 and over time that interest is accruing. And so now you have a larger balance if you haven't made any payments than what you've initially borrowed. And that's where it kind of trips up your debt to credit utilization because it's showing that you have a larger outstanding balance than what you actually started off with. Now, this does not hurt nearly as close as having a maxed out credit card. A credit card is a different kind of trade line from an installment loan, which is what we're talking about today. It's a revolving account and that over utilization will really hurt your credit score. So the debt to credit utilization in this case does not have as big of an impact. What will have a really big impact is if you wind up being late on your repayments. And this is where I see most people that have 
have student loans suffer the most as far as how it reports on your credit. So let's say we're outside of this COVID administrative forbearance, we're back to quote unquote normal life, and now you've graduated college, congratulations by the way, and you're six months post-graduation, and lo and behold, your student loans are up for repayment. Well, let's say since leaving college, you have a new email address, you have a new mailing address, and that information has not been submitted to your student loan creditor. Ruh-roh. Let's say they're emailing your college email address and you just simply aren't checking that any longer. This is where big problems can arise. And here's why. If it is a federal loan, it only gets reported once you are 90 days late. And let's face it, out of sight, out of mind. You're starting your new career. You may have just moved to a new town. All of a sudden you're adulting. You're probably taking on some new bills with housing payments, utilities, and trying to figure out this new life, you ain't thinking about your student loans, are you? So now fast forward, nine months post-graduation, all of a sudden you get this notification on one of those credit alerts you have set up that your score just dropped. And I bet so did your heart. Because let's face it, once something negative happens, it's really hard to revert that or to get out of that. So now you found that your student loans, every single one of them are now reporting with a 90-day late. And that's the problem. It's not just one trade line. If you have eight or 10 student loans out there that are supposed to be getting repaid, they all might reflect 90 days late. So how it's reported to the credit reporting bureaus is it's called delinquent. And once you are 270 days late or beyond, it is now in default. Once a federally backed student loan goes into default, the government can withhold a tax refund or even garnish wages. Now, private lenders are not required to wait that 90 days. So if you are 30 days or 60 days late, you'll likely hear from them on your credit profile a little more quickly. So if you are obtaining student loans and you are nearing your graduation date, please put something in your calendar right now for in that future that you can remember to update your information on your student loan profile to make sure that you are in communication with that debtor. This will also give you an opportunity if you haven't launched into a career that's making a ton of money right out of the gates to set up IBR, which is income-based repayment, or to request a forbearance or a deferment while you get on your feet. Another thing that I think is really important for you to understand is that there is a separate law that governs federal student loans. It's called the Higher Education Act of 1962. And this is where it says there's no statute of limitations for federally backed student loans. So this will not fall off of your credit seven years after it becomes a collection account. Those negative items that are related to a federal student loan are also never removed from your credit report. Another thing I want to make sure you know is that federal student loans cannot be part of a bankruptcy. So this is where things get really serious. And I'm sorry for the doom and gloom with this, but I do want to make sure I'm doing a great job of explaining just how big of a deal federal student loans are. So you know what it is that you're signing up for when you sign for another loan. So if you default on a federal student loan, the entire balance can become immediately due. This is called acceleration and you no longer have access to any deferment or forbearance options. And if you 
do not make repayment arrangements, your loan can go to a collection agency. And here's the kicker in the gut as if this wasn't enough. You are responsible for the cost of obtaining the collection agency, which amount to 17.92% of your loan amount. So let's do the math real quick. If you have a loan held by the US Department of Education for $10,000, that is $1,792 added as a penalty cost on top of the interest that that loan is accruing. So it's so important to be in communication with your loan servicer, have a conversation with them, let them know if you are having a hard time getting employment, let them know if you have started in an entry level position and your income isn't enough to take on a payment right now, maybe they'll create an income based repayment for you. Keep in mind your interest is accruing. So don't do that longer than you have to, you really want to tackle these things and get them out of there. And if unfortunately you get beyond that delinquent or late period and you go into default, which again is 270 days late or further, you want to start a rehabilitation plan with the loan servicer. Typically, it's a repayment of six to nine months, then they'll take it out of that collection status and put you back into good standing. The last thing you want is to owe the government this money and not be able to have a future government issued loan, such as an FHA loan, or let's say you're going to start a business in the future. A lot of businesses rely on an SBA loan or small business administration loan, and that is federally backed. I know a lot of people are holding their breath right now, counting on our administration to just wipe out $1.4 trillion in student loan debt. While I think that would be amazing for a lot of people to be released of this strangling debt, I'm going to suggest you don't count on that. In my mind, I feel like that's counting on the lottery as your retirement plan. Is it possible? Yes. Is it probable? Most likely not. So once we enter October of 2021, be prepared for a repayment plan to be underway that will be out of this forbearance. And if you are out of school and six months post-graduation, be prepared for either an income-based repayment plan or a full repayment plan of your student loans. And as a mortgage loan officer, I see student loans trip up a lot of people when it comes to applying for a mortgage. It is not impossible to be approved for a home loan with student loans. And for a conventional mortgage, we can go off of the income-based repayment, even if that is $0, we can use that as your payment for qualification. But if you are in deferment or in forbearance, many of the loan programs require 1% of the outstanding balance to be held against you as a proposal payment for qualification purposes, mostly because the underwriters know at some point in time, you're going to have to get into repayment. And if it's a 10 year repayment, it's a good rule of thumb that about 1% of that outstanding balance will be give or take your monthly obligation as far as repayment. If you have questions, feel free to email me at questions at creditchristie.com. I'd love to see you in the YouTube world at Credit Christie and subscribe to my channel there. Let's learn a little more together and connect on Instagram. Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok at Credit Christie. Thanks so much for being here with me, my friends. And until next time, stay well. Subscribe now and share with a friend to stay in the loop for new credit content and insider tips to maximize your credit knowledge. And follow Credit Christie on Instagram.